This is Steel Sharpened Steel, where Christians come to hear from other Christians that we might encourage one another, teach each other about the Word, discuss deceptions that are going on in the world. Today, I want to share with you a vision that I received on November 20th of 2012. I remembered that vision uh, yesterday, two days ago, and I went and looked up the tickets, and you know, it was the same exact date, 10 years previous, that I had that vision. I couldn't believe it. It was a vision that I had on a plane. It's one of those things you can confirm. I was on a plane. We were moving to Kiev. The Holy Spirit had moved us, told us to move, provided everything we needed, a record-setting income month for me, great business, more than triple what I usually would get. (laughs) So significant, as you understand. Everything we needed to sell, sold. We found a way to move our furniture extremely cheap that we didn't even know existed before we started to move. So once we set our hearts and we began to set things in preparation, everything came. Exactly what God promises, that's what happened. So we were on a plane and we began to pray. Let's pray for our new life in Ukraine, in Kiev. Let's start praying. It's 2012. And I feel this supernatural sleep come over me. This is one of the ways that God calls me into, and I'm sure this happens to others, a time with him. I told my wife, God's going to show me something in a dream. You keep praying, keep praying while I sleep, but God's going to show me something. I went to sleep. My wife, she knew about this, so she kept praying, not offended, not one of these type of people. We work as a team, you see. So in this vision, the Holy Spirit shows me this review of a passage in the Bible where the Hebrew people, the descendants of Abraham, go into the land of Egypt. They receive favor there, but somehow eventually they become enslaved in the land and they spend 430 years in Egypt and then they're released. And the Bible says that this was because they needed to pay the sin price for the wickedness of the people of the land of Ur. If you don't recall, Abraham's father was called by God out of Ur But he didn't make it to the promised land. He stopped along the way, said, this looks good enough, set up his idols, and then God called Abraham. It's one of those things in the Bible where there's first there's one version, and then there's a better version comes along. I don't know why. Something happens twice. There's a shadow, and then there's a fulfillment, something like that. A King Saul, and then a King David, something. Things often repeat twice. So that's what happened. Abraham's father is followed by Abraham himself. He destroys the idols, goes into the promised land. This dream reviews just this aspect of the fact that there was a time that they had to pay as a consequence for the sins of their forefathers, the people from the land of Ur. And then it says, and similarly, Ukraine has been in such a time which is soon coming to an end. No time was given like when this thing would end and when the next thing I was shown would start. So I was waiting. I don't know. How will this be fulfilled? Many visions are like this. Sometimes they even give the name of a month, but no year. You say, oh, in November, in August. (laughs) What year? 
You don't know. Neophyte people walking with God, they sometimes say, it means this year for sure. It's what I thought the first time I was given the name of a month. In August, it's August now. It didn't happen that year. It happened the next year. Oh, it's, it's this year, 2009. No, nope, it's for a different year, my friend. Maybe never if Christians repent. So, I'm receiving this vision on the plane, he explains. Sin has a price. The people of Ukraine are about to be set free from this penalty. And, he showed me, he said, there will begin a Christian revival in Ukraine. People will begin to turn to Christ. And I saw a graph, I saw a line going from the left side of the graph upward at an angle, maybe 45 degrees, maybe just a bit less. I said, this will be a revival. And then I saw another line start just after that one. And following closely on the heels of this Christian revival, the economy of Ukraine will increase. Notice that the blessings follow the salvations. If you put God first, all these other things will be added unto you. True for individuals. Everybody understands that. Hey, Jim, if you'll put God first, he will bless you with all the other things of the kingdom. True for nations as well, my friend. And doesn't it make sense? If you have a thousand, ten thousand, a million people putting God first, all receiving God's blessing, won't that impact the nation around them? <laughs> Those numbers will show up on paper. The accountants will notice something. They may not understand it, but it will be there. And that's what happened in Ukraine. The economy began to grow. And it grew seven years. I have a graph. It grew seven years. And then Russia attacked Crimea. Russia took Crimea. Now, that Christian revival started after 2014 when Russia took the east. It seems that war, and this is what God says in the scripture, if there were not war, people would forget me. So there's a war in every generation, and people turn to God. And that war came, they killed people in eastern Ukraine, and not just people, they had a penchant. Not just a penchant, but orders and payments to hunt down and kill Christian pastors. Leading men of God, they wanted dead. The men who came in, and this is going to come out in the vision that God showed me on the plane. God showed me that this is what it really is. Whatever they tell you it is, how, in, in the dozen lies that Russia is using to justify their actions, this is the Satanists, my friend. They are riding out to kill Christians, and that is the signature component of the end time, the signature component of Satan's war, which is one war, one word, term, that I give to World War III. It's not just a continuation of one, two, three. No more than the mRNA vaccines are a continuation of a program of vaccines. They have the same purpose, but far more sinister, with a much darker agenda behind them. So I'm on the plane. I'm having this vision. The people are set free, revival starts, the economy begins to grow, which it did from 2015 to 2022. I, I watched the graph fall out, and the, and the dream says, and then, and I see again the map 
of the nation of Ukraine. And the camera sweeps down and starts traveling south at high speed. I watch the trees, all the fields of sunflowers and wheat and corn and different crops that are grown all across the massive land territory of Ukraine. And it goes to the Black Sea. And I see a storm brewing over the waters. And the wave comes up and hits the beach. And I think the beach looks fine. The beach held its ground. And then I see a second wave come up, much taller than this first one, and hits, boom. Then I see a third wave come up, not as tall as the, as the second one, but definitely larger and thicker and with more volume than the first. And it hits again, boom, all three waves, boom, boom, boom. The beach holds its own. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what that means, but it seems like the defenders hold their own. And a voice explains, this war, and my friends, listen up. If you're doing something else, that's great. But for this part, pause and pay attention. The Holy Spirit explains. An angel explains. A voice comes from behind my shoulder. This is how it happens in dreams. There's a narrator, an explainer, an interpreter, and he says, when this war will be. So then it was will, and today it is now. This war is happening just as foretold in this dream, in this vision, will be between those who want money first. If you don't understand who that is, that is the Satanists. They control the central banks. They control the printing of money in all the major nations of the world. The ones that they didn't control 10 years ago are the ones where there have been wars in the last 10 years. And the ones they still don't control, those last few, are the ones where there are, where there are going to be wars soon in the future. That they can get control of the money. They want money to be first because it means they will be first. Okay? That's one side of this war. The other side, the ones they are hunting to kill, the ones they hope to destroy... Those who want God first. <laughs> Christians. Now listen to this. And I'm telling you, I've told this to people and they say, well, I heard rumors, I didn't believe it. In 2014, when the Russian army came in, there was a group there called the Russian Orthodox Army. 10,000 man battalion. And yes, they were from Russia, not from eastern Ukraine. They were hunting and killing Christians. There were mercenaries, Muslim men from Chechnya, paid from Moscow with special orders from Moscow to hunt down and kill Christian leaders. And that's what they did. They shut down every Buddhist temple. Yes, even in Ukraine, they have some of that. They shut down all the Muslim mosques. They shut down the Jewish synagogues. But those people, they did not touch. They just boarded up their buildings they said, go home. But when they got to the Christian churches, not the Pravislava Orthodox churches, no, 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 those stayed open. The state of Russia controls those churches. They teach what Moscow tells them to teach. They want that to be the only option. The foundation, the pre-runner of the New World Order False Prophet Church. Oh, they're going to merge all together into one New Catholic Church. Remember, this word Catholic, catholico in Latin, means universal. 
And that's why the Pope sometimes calls them the universal church. He's simply translating Latin to English, the universal church. If you're in the Catholic church, you don't want to stay in. So the war is between those who want money first, people who love Satan, and those who want God first. In 2014, they came in killing pastors. I talked with a pastor in Slavyansk. My wife and I called him. We talked to him. They killed his oldest sons. They tortured him for three months in a basement until the Ukrainian army liberated the town of Slavyansk. They found him in his basement. The, the Russian Orthodox army, they forced him to sign over his car to them. And they lied in the local news. They said, oh, he tried to bribe us with the car. But we took it and left. Ha ha. <laughs> no, they tortured him, forced him to sign it over. They stole it. Doesn't matter. Under duress, sign over a document. It's a joke. A wicked, evil joke. Things that the wicked laugh at. They're not happy unless they've done evil. They can't go to sleep, the scripture says, unless they've done evil, cause some harm to someone, upset their neighbor, a friend. Just got to call someone, get a thorn under their fingernail, let it fester there. That's what evil does to people. They had to make some snide comments. They killed his sons, tortured him, stole his car, and called him corrupt. He tried to bribe us. To stop murdering his family? <laughs> That's a bribe any man would be wise to give, but it's not what happened. Another man we knew, a, a, a longtime friend of my wife's, a missionary from Africa, built a church, established a church, filled a house of God in Donbass. The war started, he stayed. He kept preaching the word. But one day the Holy Spirit told him, pack your things as quickly as you can, fill your car and leave because they're coming for you now. They did. They got in the car. He said, they, he said we were one hour down the road and our neighbors called and they said, where are you? He said, we left. They said, well, thank God for that because the Chechens are in your house now. They're tossing your house they're going through everything looking for you. God knows, my friend. God can save you. And I knew this war was coming. I knew it was coming. I could have looked for graphs of the growth of the economy, but I didn't. Because I just didn't understand. When does it start? When does it end? I don't know. Maybe it had already started. This seven years of, re of revival and seven years of economic growth. I didn't really know. It could have happened any time. You know, there was an electric trolley that ran down the road not far from our house. And every now and then there'd be this huge electrical arch, boom! And most of the time I would stand up and I'd look out the window thinking, is it now? Is the war starting now? Is Russia bombing? If you watched the previous show, you know that God showed me how Russia attacked Chechnya. And I'd studied how Russia attacks when they invaded Georgia, Abkhazia, North Ossetia, these little small lands to acquire them, add them to their own territory, things that Nazi Germany was doing before World War II, acquiring the lands that they would need to sustain them, the populations that would 
uh, form their armies, they started acquiring Austria. They wanted Poland. They wanted Ukraine, the Nazis did. Why? For armies and for food. Hitler said before World War II, and this is why you, this is what you need to know to understand what Ukraine is really about. This is the beginning of a war on the people of God. It is the beginning of a war to kill Christians. It is the beginning of Satan's war. It's beginning of the Antichrist's war. They want to kill Christians. Hitler said, whoever holds Ukraine will be winning the war. Because he had analyzed the data from World War I. And in both World War I and Hitler's World War, whoever held Ukraine had food for their armies and their armies were winning. An army marches on its stomach. An old adage, one that everyone knows because it's true. Men who are starving cannot fight. History teaches us at Stalingrad what happened. They couldn't eat. They were starving. Everybody who wants to do a world war needs to deal with Europe, where all the mighty armies and arsenals and technology and weaponry are. And that means Ukraine. You have to have Ukraine. Ukraine is the key to winning any war. If you don't have it, you can't win. It may not be sufficient, but it's necessary. I'm not trying to tell you. Putin died in 2015. He's not alive anymore. The Putin puppets are controlled by the real masters of this war, and those are Satanists. And not just in Moscow, in every capital city. They're building technology in Germany and France, and these Satanists, ingrained into the government, the deep state people call them. In the Marvel Universe, on, in movies, they're called Hydra. But it's the same. It's the same. They want to destroy things. They want to build a new uh, order for the world government system. The new world order. It's what they say. The new world order. They're commanded by Satan to build it so that the Antichrist can take power over this system and then begin to meticulously justify killing one group, and then another group, and then another group, until there are no groups left. Don't be deceived by the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, we want 500 million to live. No, they want people to not resist, hoping, well, my best, if I go to war, whew, good chance of getting killed then. But what if I just try to hide and hold out and make it into the 500 million? <laughs> That's a lie. It's a deception. It's a con. The Bible says that if God did not shorten the days, all flesh would be lost. That's the devil's true objective. He wants to kill everyone. Everyone. Even those who serve him. They are. Those guys are numbskulls, my friend. They are numbskulls. They have no idea what they're doing. When Satan's done with them, he's going to kill them. I've seen it in dreams. People serve Satan, and then they get out of line, they do something, dead. They're all used up, loose end, dead. That's what they do. They have these families, they have their rules, but they kill people, they kill their own, and they hide it.
That's what God showed me. That's what I want you to understand. What is this war really is? But the other thing I want to tell you, I've had several visions related to this war. Three years before the war came, Holy Spirit told me, move to Venezia. My wife didn't want to go. I struggled to get her out of there. She didn't want to go. Every day for the, for the year before Russia came, I was telling her, we need to move. We have our orders. Let's go. She wouldn't go. I don't know if I would do it different if we had to go again. But I can tell you this, that after the war, the least bombed city has been Venezia. And you know, the Holy Spirit showed me exactly where to move. This region will not be touched. Showed me this bend in the river, a little uh, part of a village inside there, a suburb, a part of the city. Showed me move into here. And I wrote it all down. I made sketches. I made maps in my dream journal. And the next night I dreamed just the name of the city. But I didn't know where it was. I looked and looked and looked. And the next night, all, the whole night of dreaming. This is a technique that's been used before when a key word needs to be grasped and not missed. And this night he was saying over and over and over, Venezia, Venezia, Venezia. You see, God has a plan to preserve you, my friend. He has a plan to prepare you. Don't be afraid. God is in control. That phrase right there, God wanted me to put in this message somewhere. God is in control. And to repeat it, <laughs> God is in control. And he showed me. And he showed me that, uh, and then when I knew that the Russians were going to invade, the tanks are massing at the border, all the news is saying this, the family members of the embassy are removed from Ukraine, the, the English embassy is closed up. I began to pray, Lord, what's going to happen? What do I need to do? What's going to happen? What do I need to do? repeatedly. And he started showing me in dreams. And one, he said, I will send a strong man to help you. When the war came, he couldn't get out. The train platforms were packed. They were attacking train stations, the Russians. Risky and improbable. Our neighbors left 6 a.m. in the morning, the day the bombing started. And you know what? Seven o'clock at night, they were back. The roads are packed. You can't get out, they said. Roadblocks everywhere. People, Russian spies are coming in. Shootouts down the road from us in the night. Paratroopers falling in to the neighborhoods adjacent ours. You can hear gun battles. I'd have a dream. There's a gun battle down the street. The next night, gun battle down the street. God just show me this is what's going to happen. You need this relationship with God, my friends. You must have it. Dreaming, prayer, a keen ear to hear the voice of God and follow no other. You need something. And the way you build that up, refine it and nurture it, is to read the word of God and to pray and to listen and to be still and sit within the presence of God and know that God is. Because God is in control, my friend. God is in control. So don't fear. This is a message of encouragement. You need to understand what is happening. The Bible is true. All of God's promises are true. If someone told you otherwise, you need new fellowship. You need new fellowship. Speaking of new fellowship, I hope that you will share this to social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are. Share it around, especially the new platforms. I'm No Jesus, No Peace on YouTube. You can find me there. 
many prophetic warnings. I started posting in 2007. I've got more than 400 videos up there. A lot of things to learn from the Lord. God showed me another vision. I saw a simple map of Kiev. An army formed up on the east side in the shape of a crescent. Again, this is important. You see, when God writes dreams, when the kingdom of God sends a dream, it's intentional about word choice, verb usage, colors of things, positions, placements. Things have meaning, and you have to pray. That's why interpretation belongs to God. I tell you, I don't think there are too many great Christian dream interpreters because they don't understand that a dream is only interpreted through prayer. That's why the best gift to have is prayer, just to pray and to listen and to set aside your preconceptions in order to hear what God says, that you don't warp it with your own mind, with your own biases, when the message comes. I see so many people, they have a dream that's warning them, war is coming, prepare yourself. And I see that that's what the dream means. And they said, if these bad things are coming, it means the rapture is soon. And we won't be there for that. Their preconception prevents them from understanding that God is warning them, prepare. And how do you prepare? Prepare your heart. Pray. I saw that this siege would come on Kiev. The Holy Spirit showed me. It came and it went away. The Ukrainian army defended the city. If there's more war to come, I don't really know. But that vision went away and then I saw a map of Southern California. I saw another army form up, again in a crescent. A crescent that represents the sons of Belial, the crescent and a single star. They love the crescent moon. Go look it up on the Bible. See whose camels had crescent moons, artwork, jewelry hanging from them. The wicked people, the people who hated God. So it's probably Los Angeles, maybe San Diego, maybe both. Crescent moon forms up. You can go find that on my YouTube channel. No Jesus, no peace. Siege of Kiev, followed by Siege of Los Angeles. It's on there. That's probably not the exact title, but you'll find that video. So God is warning, and God explained to me, he said, I used to think, like, well, it's a guidepost. The fulfilled dream vets the whole package of dreams and lets you know that this other thing is a true warning. But the Holy Spirit told me, no, that's not what it is. When you see the first one fulfilled, it means... It is time to begin preparations for the coming of the next vision. That's what it means. That's what it means. So we should be preparing for war in the United States. If you live in Southern California, you should be preparing that an army will come. And first and foremost, that means prayer. God showed me that when I got to the border fleeing out of Ukraine, so I knew I would be leaving. I saw I got to the border, and I felt okay because I knew that I had money. If I needed to rent a hotel or buy something, I buy food, that I had money, I'd be all right. And you know what happened? Russia invaded, and a bunch of our friends sent us money. And I had money. I even got a lot of extra jobs that I finished before we had to leave. And, and money was in our bank. So I had money. God showed me, you'll have money. You'll have what you need. 
You know what? He even gave us, while we were fleeing, he said, I'll send a strong man to help you. This guy, Brian Stern of Project Dynamo. You can find their website online. In fact, in one of the pictures of Ukraine, uh, you can see me waving, sitting in, I think it's like the fifth seat back of one of the, of the vans, the minibuses. My wife is next to me. <laughs> and when Brian Stern stepped out and I saw him for the first time, he was the guy in the dream. Even the same clothing. That's how good God is. That's how good God is. He said, I will send a strong man to help you. Brian Stern is a former Navy SEAL, a strong man. God fulfilled his promises. I saw myself in another dream going down a raging river, black storm clouds overhead, lightning flashing to illuminate the trees and the rocks on the side. I got hung up in some branches, climbed out and found myself on a gravel trail, broken gravel. That was the gravel that leads up to the house of my wife's brother in Sweden, where we ended up. God knew exactly what was going to happen. And he showed me all those things. And every promise he gave, he kept. So I'll tell you, friend, pray that your flight be not on the Sabbath or in the winter, but pray that you will know God. Pray that God will go before you and protect you and keep you. Because God is in control, my friend. God is in control. So, as always, I remind you, pray or be defeated.